Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi, we're back again, and we are on the road. We're in southern Utah today. Southern Utah, Linda. Southern Utah is one of the most amazing people who come to southern Utah from Japan or Germany or Finland or somewhere. They're just like, whoa, look at this place. Look at these red rocks look at these bryce canyon and zions and the desert and it's so awesome it is awesome we we're trying to have energy there. today aren't we we're yeah, going we're... for energy <laughs> um we... we've been listening to sorry <laughs> we've been listening to wait wait don't tell me and linda says i think we need more energy in our voices oh how that guy can keep going for the whole time i do not know but he does so, um, anyway, we are having fun here. We're picking up a couple of horses and taking them back up to wherever we are next week. And um, we're That would be Park City. Well, Park City, but then Bear Lake, and then uh, these horses are part of our family. Honestly, no, you I know, we're on a, Well, we're on a speakerphone. We're on a cell phone. One of the prices we pay for being on the road is that we're not always in a studio and we're not always where we can Skype. And um, sometimes I think sound engineers say, oh man, the irs they're, they're, you know, the, the, the quality, the high fidelity, it's not there, it's not there. But our view is, hey, it's sort of like cinema verite. It's like, here we are, wherever we are. We've done this show from airports. We did it once from an airplane. we did it once with a whole bunch of grandkids in the back seat of our car. But wherever we are Saturday morning when we do these shows live, you may hear them at a different time, but wherever we are, that's what we do. Or as they say, wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> Something like that. But and wait a minute. How, how wherever you go, there you are. Done it from an airplane. No. Oh, yeah, you can call from airplanes, but it's not easy. But... Uh, We've got a really interesting topic for you today, I think, and it has to do with Mother's Day because I think we're going to be talking about the gift that every mother would want more than any other gift she could have. If, if you're a married mom, let me state this premise, Linda, as a, as a man, and then you correct me, okay? Okay, I'm good at that. I would say that if you are a married mom and, and you could literally choose any Mother's Day gift that you wanted in the world. Nothing was off limits. Nothing was impossible. I think most moms would choose to have her husband more involved in raising the kids. I think the greatest Mother's Day gift would be a husband and a dad who is an equal partner in raising the kids and who's really involved and enthused and into the parenting mode. What do you think? Well, I think that is a nice idea, but I also think one of uh, just speaking about our relationship, it would be really nice if the husbands could help more with the house, with the dishes, with cleaning up after himself, and all those kinds of things. Wait, that, so so you think of a mom out there on Mother's Day was given a choice? You can have one of two gifts. You could either have a dad or a husband who's really into parenting and really an equal partner and really gets excited about being with the kids and, and helping raise them. Or you could have a husband who would come around and do the dishes and mop the floors 
which one do you think most moms would take? I mean, or maybe they'd mark both boxes. Both, both would be my <laughs> answer, absolutely. Um, but it is so important for dads to be involved with parenting, and I think they are so much more involved than they used to be. I mean, when we were young kids, you'd never see a dad hundred years ago at Seven Eleven with a baby on his back or in a, a cart. And now, I mean, we were just in New York a couple of weeks ago. Dads were everywhere with strollers and taking care of babies. And, in fact, I saw a dad one morning, I think I mentioned this last week, um, who lived in a five-story walk-up right next to our son and daughter-in-law. And he has three little kids, the oldest is four, so four, two-and-a-half baby. And he had all three of them already in their soccer clothes, wrapped up, well, not the baby in the soccer clothes, but on their way to a soccer uh, practice at its Central Park. I mean, really, that's quite amazing. You never would have seen that 25, 30 Well, you're right. I was at, I, we were speaking in San Diego just three days ago, and I went to the gym in the hotel, and there was a dad with, with a little uh, baby, and he was, he was going on the, uh, uh, the treadmill, but he had the baby there, and he made sure the baby was asleep and so on, and then he got on the treadmill. And it is true. I think that fathers are, again, you can't generalize, but I think it's true that fathers are far more involved. Well, you know, you think about it, Linda, 30, 20, 30 years ago, no one even used the word parenting. It wasn't like a verb. It was like, well, we raise our kids, or you raise them, honey, and I, I, I bring home the bacon. You know, it was it was well, far less of a partnership than it is today. Well, not only that, I remember my own relatives who were farm stock from, you know, on both sides for generations. I remember my aunt saying, we really need another baby so that we can have some help on the farm. I mean, you know, they had kids so that they could help. I mean, it was a whole different Well, that's year. going way back. That's going back a couple of generations, I guess. Well, only but, when I was a child. I mean, that was that one. Well, that's a couple of generations, honey, uh, for you. Uh, <laughs> There have been two okay. generations since then, you know. <laughs> True. But anyway, it is different. It is a whole different world, and I think dads are so much more involved. I think, you know, I think if you do it by generations, baby boomers, um, you know, and that's who we are, but our generation was a little less of a partnership in parenting. Again, we're generalizing here, but the moms tended to raise the kids and the dads went to work. Then when, you know, along came the, the, the next generation, uh, really generation, generation X, uh, there was a lot, uh, you know, it was a kind of a transition. And now I think with millennials, the problem is a lot of millennials are not getting married. They're cohabitating instead. And that's another subject for another time. You don't want me to get off on that no, one. No, we have talked about that but, a fair amount. But those who are getting married, there is a real tendency towards more equal partnerships. Now, but but so what? I mean, who cares? Let's talk specifically about you. Let's talk about your family. If you're a mom, my premise is that you would love it if your husband, if the dad of your children got a little more involved in the parenting. Now, that's not always the case. Some dads are right in it up to their eyeballs. But we are going to presume that a lot of you as moms would love the mother's present of a dad who gets more involved. So if you're a dad listening, we're going to give you some ideas that are proven ideas that we've seen really work for dads who maybe don't feel like they're 
just cut out to be a nurturing, loving dad as much as they maybe wish they were, but some ideas that really draw them deeper into a involved level of parenting. And, and if you're a mom listening, we're going to suggest that you pass these ideas on to your husband. If you're a grandma or a grandpa, maybe you've got a son or a son-in-law that you'd like to get more involved, and maybe some of these ideas will help out. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> doing that is like going up to her and saying, I heard this radio show, and there, here are four things you can really do to be a better dad. Might be okay. That goes over about as well as when the dad used to give the mom the book that I wrote when our kids were all home called I Didn't Plan to Be a Witch, because it kind of indicates the same thing. <clears throat> hey, honey, you could be better here. I mean, obviously. It, no, I, well, share, uh, let me push back a little on that. I think a lot of dads really want to be more involved. They just need some good ideas. Well, that's true. And so we're going to, in fact, shoot one at me right now, Dad. I mean, this I, I do have to introduce this by saying this dad that I'm sitting by right here is probably the most involved dad in the world. No, 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 no. I, oh, I, I've gotten I better imagine. over the years, but I didn't used to oh, be great yes, at it. Did. You always wanted to be a great dad, and that was always... I always wanted to be a great dad, but I honestly didn't know how, and, and we work with so many families now across the country, across the world, really, and and when we're with moms, we, we say, you know, what, what's your... We open it to question and answers, and so often the very first question is, how do I get my husband more involved in parenting? And when we're with dads, we often get dads saying, what's a good way for me to do a little more? Now, let's start with some that are pretty obvious. Um, one really well-known practice and a good, good, good idea that's just solid in every way is, is dads who try to take each of their kids on a daddy date on a regular basis. And and the little the little preface to that is that, you know, it's fine if you're a dad and you gather the family together for a meeting or you take them on a vacation or whatever, but you got to remember that the real parenting, where the rubber really meets the road, is one on one, one parent with one child, and there's nothing better to get a dad into that posture than to have a weekly or even a monthly. Uh, daddy date with a child. And let me just tell you what, I, what I've what i found makes this really work. Number one, anticipation. If the child knows that on the second Tuesday of the month or whatever, that's my daddy date. That's the time I get to go with my dad. Number two, if the child gets to have a real input in what you do, a lot of dads will say, hey, this is your night. Whatever you want to do. If you want to go to a movie, if you want to go to dinner, if you want to go you know, for a drive, whatever you want to do, I'm there for you. I want to do it with you. And some dads will go a step further and say, but I'd like it to be a time when we can talk. So, you know, if we are going to go paintballing or something, let's go have a burger first or where we can really talk. But it's that one-on-one -on -one time with a dad and a child where where relationship, relationships really blossom, don't you think? I do, and I think it even maybe more so for mothers, because mothers are always with their kids, but how much time do you really spend focusing on the child and giving them your full attention? It really doesn't happen very often. I, I just proofread a book for um, Amy McCready, who's a really talented parenting person, and she suggested that you spend... 45 minutes with uh, 
a child during the day. But that wouldn't work very well if you have five children because there just isn't that much time to totally focus on each child. Well, are you lapsing? You're saying that a lot of the ideas we're giving to dads today would also work for moms who aren't as involved as they... Well, I'm just saying mothers are around their kids all the time, but it's just really hard to give focused attention to them. Whereas dads, you know, are often working and doing other things. Sometimes, saying that yeah. mothers are no, but it could. Too, but I mean, there could, there's often the reverse, reverse situation where right. the mom's the main breadwinner, and she might need some of these same ideas. Of course. But besides the, the going along with the daddy date thing, and get it on a calendar, you know, so the child can really anticipate it. And then if something comes up and you have to reschedule it, put it on another date on the calendar so that the child. Part of it is making the child really feel that they're your first priority. I have one friend. I love that he does this. He's a busy executive, but his secretary is instructed that any time one of his kids call, they're to put him through instantly, even if he's in a meeting, even if he's with a client, whatever. And it just those kids know that they're his first priority. And another related thing that some dads do, and this is not easy, this is not convenient, but if you travel a lot, think of taking one child on a business trip with you for a couple of days. And you say, oh, boy, what will they do while I'm in my meetings? Well, yeah, go go ahead and have them stay in the hotel for that meeting and watch TV. But the travel time and being together on a trip, just the two of you, one dad and one child, makes a big difference. we got a lot more ideas. Let's take a little break, Linda, and then we'll be right back on Ayers on the Road. Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And here we are, as we mentioned at the first, um, in southern Utah. We're down in St. George, Utah. We're actually in a parking lot, and we're parked right across the street from the LDS Temple. But there, there's a church here, and there is something going on. It must be for Mother's Day, because all these little families are getting their little kids out of the car, and I'm telling you what. The dad's in charge. The dad's, the dads are involved. So it's, like, dads. it's like they're illustrating our show today, and they don't even know it. We're sitting here with the windows rolled up, and we're watching these involved dads. It's like we're vibrating out to them, and they're following our advice. Oh, my gosh. Two cute little boys just came running across the parking lot about, like, maybe three and five. And the dad turns out, and the guy is, one of the kids is going 100 miles an hour, and he steps out and goes, stop. And the little kid just stopped on a dime and you know i don't know what the deal was or what he was trying to teach him at the moment but obviously these dads are involved it's fun to watch you know um we also did our um our article in the deseret news i know a lot of you i've, I've heard from some of you listeners that you read our article and, the, and, and you like it when it ties into our radio show each week and indeed this week's article in the Deseret News is on this very thing, getting involved as a dad or, if you're a mom, getting hubby more involved in parenting. Let, let's give you some more ideas. Um, again, these are not just the Irish speaking. These are things we've seen that work and that seem to be sort of tried and proven. It seems that when dads get involved in the money system of the family, we call it the family economy. That's something most dads really enjoy, and it sort of opens up a whole sort of plethora of subject matters that, that sort of tie in. 
how the money's going. Now, if you have a, just an allowance, maybe the dad is the guy that gives the allowance. We hope you have more than that. We hope you have some kind of a system where kids are have certain responsibilities and how much they get each weekend or whenever you have payday is directly proportionate to how many of their assignments or responsibilities they remember to do. Keep it simple. shouldn't be very many things. It should be very clear that the this is a family economy and that you want the child to learn to earn money and how to budget it and how to save it. A lot of families have little checkbooks for their kids or have a system where they keep track, but we're not talking about that this week, but we're just suggesting whatever money system you have, have dad be in charge. It's a, it's a great thing. I, I've talked to a lot of dads who love Saturday morning because that's their payday, and maybe they have a little family bank, and they open it up, and they talk about how each kid did on his responsibilities and what he's going to spend his money on. and It opens the door to discussions of values and priorities and what matters and why is it good to save? And why is it good to give some of your money to people that are poor or to send it to a foreign country or send it to Nepal now where they just had an earthquake? Dads who do that really seem to have an added connection to their kids. Don't you think, Linda? I really do. It's pretty amazing. I mean, speaking of Nepal, um, we didn't do this radio show Oh, yes, we did. We talked about it a little bit, um, having our daughter lost in Nepal. But, you know, I do think it's interesting. We've been in so many cultures in the last four or five years. We've been in 45 countries. And um, it is true. Some of the cultures, the dads are not as involved as others. But mostly, this is an awakening, awakening that's happening all around the world. It's pretty impressive. Um there are, of course, matriarchal societies in the Middle East and so on where you go and live with the mother-in-law and all that. We won't get into that, but it is kind of exciting to see what's happening. Well, and I think um, one of the things people, it's kind of an enlightened age for parenting in some stratas, in some societies, and people are realizing that if you want to have a good marriage, one of the best ways to strengthen your relationship as a couple is to have a, a real parenting partnership. And, and really that makes perfect sense when you think about it. Everyone knows that if you want to be close to someone, you should have a project you're doing with them or a goal you're working on together and that draws you closer together. Well, the greatest cause and the greatest goal, of course, is raising the children that you've brought into the world together. And so having this kind of a parenting partnership, it doesn't necessarily mean I mean, one of the problems I think people have is thinking that, well, if we're really going to be equal, we've got to always do exactly the same things. In other words, you know, uh, if I wash the dishes one week, you've got to wash them the next week. If I do the laundry one week, you do it the next week. If I pick the kids up from school one week, you do it the next week. That, that's, that's, that's confusing equality with sameness. Uh, many of the best marriages and best parenting partnerships we've seen are very specialized. The, the, the couple has decided, look, this is what I do really well. This is what you do really well. And it's a partnership, but we do very, very different things. And that ties into the money thing. A lot of, a lot of dads really find that they do well at, you know, setting up a family economy and, and giving out money on payday and teaching kids things about money. 
but not always. Maybe that's the mom's job, and maybe the dad does something else. But that that's the creativity of it, of, of deciding, hey, we are in a partnership to raise these children. Let's decide who does each thing according to what we enjoy most, what we do best, and let's report back to each other. And that gets to the next specific idea. Wherever we've seen this happening in a couple, it seems to pay great dividends. And, and we often call it a five-facet review. Why don't you just describe a five-facet review, Linda, and then I'm, I'm going to, as a dad, suggest why I think this kind of a meeting, a regular monthly meeting called a five-facet review, I'm going to explain why I think that draws a dad inevitably into more involved parenting. Well, um, we did this really pretty conscientiously when our kids were young and at home and so on. Uh, Once a month, usually the first Friday of every month, we went out um, to a place for dinner. Uh, We took a little notebook, but nothing else. No checkbook talk, nothing else. We just talked about the kids and each kid individually and their five facets. We got it really specifically, like, how is Sarah doing physically? How is she doing socially? How is she doing emotionally? How is she doing mentally? How is she doing spiritually? And we would just really talk for a few minutes about each one of those. And when we tell people this, they went, wait, get nine kids. Five facets for each one. That's 45 things. You had to go to a Chinese restaurant with 20 different courses to get through all that. But, no, what we found is that, you know, usually it was, oh, they're okay, they're okay. But, oops, this is something we need to really focus on. And it's not just one question. It's not just how is she doing physically. That branches into, you know, has she got any weight issues? How is she eating? Um, you know, how are her teeth? Does she need dental work? I mean, every, you, you get into the whole thing of, how is this child? We are the stewards over this child. How is she doing physically? And then how is she doing socially? And now you're talking about friends and about peer groups and all these things. The point is, in one of those five facets, pretty much everything comes out, and you're brainstorming yeah. right, as well, a couple. That's the main thing. I mean, we really felt like when we were talking, we'd come to something. We had a child who was very shy. And we thought, what can we do about this? She didn't even want to go to school. She was just horrified at big groups and so on. And we talked about what can we do with this child? How can we have her feel more comfortable with her social interactions? And it really was such a nice business meeting. It was a business meeting. It was talking about how can we make this better for this child? What can we do? We decided to invite friends to our home more often and see how she interacted with them. We also connected with some of our best friends who were parents of their friends to ask how she was there. We talked to the preschool teacher. We, we really did do the best we could at that point in now, life, I think, because mm-hmm. of her needs. Right, and now look at that in the context of today's subject. Here you are, you're a dad, and, and let's say you're a typical dad in that you're not as plugged into everything in that child's life as maybe your wife is. But now you're having this five-facet review meeting once every month, and your whole topic of discussion is these kids, and you're getting drawn into not just some generality like, hey, you should be more involved with the kids. You're talking, brainstorming about areas of concern for that specific child, and not only areas of concern, Areas of potential, isn't it great? How good Josh is at 
at numbers and math, even though he's only in the first grade and so on. And you're talking about each child. And what's happening is that the dad is becoming an equal partner. And again, I don't mean to be gender biased or, or, or make a general statement here, but a lot of times dads are pretty good problem solvers, but not until they understand what the problem is, not right. until they see the problem and acknowledge it and, and understand it. And then they're like, whoa, really? He's in the lowest reading group? I need to do something about that. What can I do? And and what's mom doing with the notebook during this meeting? Right. I mean, we're writing down specific assignments. We're like, okay, this is your assignment. Read with this child three times a week, then you'll get it. You'll get why it is that he's in the lowest reading group. I mean, you might think that our kids didn't have problems. They did. There were always issues that we were There always are issues. And uh, there were some who um, had struggled with learning disabilities. We had two that really had pretty severe learning disabilities. And it was really uh, an amazing eye-opener as we talked about it together and decided what we could do to help. So again, back to the context, we're talking about how to get more involved as a dad or how to get your husband more involved as a dad. And this is probably the best, the, this, this will branch into a lot of other ideas. If you set aside one evening a month where you're really going to talk in depth about each of your kids, and, and as Linda just pointed out, you're taking notes, you're, you're going to meet again the next month and you're going to review the things you decided to do last month. And have you done them? Have you made progress? Have, has this problem been been solved? Have you addressed this issue? Well, it really is the most fun thing we did, I think, when the kids were raised. And I think we caught a lot of problems in the bud before it became really a big issue. And guess what? We still do it. We still do it. When we we're in the car, it's like, just so review. Yeah. We have nine kids that were all left our home, but they still all have issues and needs and so on. And and not that we're intimately involved on the day-to-day, but we just we just get really have enjoyed talking about it together. So we hope you've enjoyed it. This is just a tip of the iceberg thing. But, again, you know, with Mother's Day, what could be a greater gift that you dads could give than to be more involved with the kids? And so try the five-facet review. Try daddy dates. Try a family economy you're in charge of. Become an involved dad because... There's nothing in your life that's more important. We hope that you have a great week this week and talk again next time. 